Are you ready? You think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! What is up? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Guys, we're coming back. Apparently, Kolar's coming back. Think you can tell me what to do? What do you think, Bloom? Top five preseason? Top seven for sure. Top seven for sure? Yeah. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, lock them in. Oklahoma's probably four. And then, you know, they can't help themselves, Chris. They're going to throw, like, Georgia in there at five. Or Florida. Any Wazirike coming back. Connor Rosali's coming back. I think you're a big man. <laughs> Treat you like you're a little man. What about Cincinnati? They got their quarterback. quarterback. I'm sure Coastal will have a beef. (laughs) What about Indiana? Is Indiana a top 10 team next year? We didn't lose to anybody. Wait a second. Can we ask the staff at the Athletic what they (laughs) think think about Indiana? Matt Campbell's coming back. Are we taking that? All right, we can kill this. That, that, uh, that was fun. That was totally unprompted. We didn't plan on that. That Matt Campbellisms tweet that he had this morning as him coming back. Yeah, I mean it was a lot of a lot of Cam- Matt Campbell. Well, Campbell's like it was like how many can you fit in one tweet? And he did a good job. I, I'm pretty convinced that Campbell might literally be living under a rock <laughs> right now. Well, what's the tweet? Let me. You got to say it in Campbell's like voice. I can't do that. Cam or Charlie Kohler could. Yeah. Why you think it'd be disrespectful if you did it? Yeah. So this is the Campbell. I'll do it. He. uh, Go ahead. So grateful for the commitment of so many to continue to want to build our program together. Our foundation is built on loyalty and faithfulness, and it will continue to be our guiding light. Humbled and grateful to continue to lead to be different. What in the hell does that mean? I think it's him saying I'll be back to coach. I think it's basically him saying, like, I'm tired of all. I really do think that, like, that's Matt saying I'm really sick of people always saying that I'm leaving. Yeah. Because I know that he gets really tired well, of why? That. And why would I, Jason I heard, Law Confora, I mean, I'm sure the Jets wanted to talk to Matt, and maybe that's where it came did from. Did you read um, what I sent out to our premium subscribers and stuff on Saturday I morning? Did. Um, and our Patreon member, that's another reason why you guys should subscribe. Two great reasons. You get insight on the dot like you had, that. Uh, you and had some Eisworth and... Yeah, I had the Innie and Eisworth stuff early, earlier early, in the week. Yep. Our our insiders are locked in and actually have a meeting this week that it's going to get a whole lot better. Uh, but anyways, um, that was what I was trying to point out to our subscribers 
this week or on Saturday was like, listen, like, and actually, if you read what he reported, mm-hmm. he said, speak with the Jets. Like, okay, like, why wouldn't he? Right. You're not going to take a call from the general manager and be like, hey, uh, I appreciate it, but I think I'm like, that's different than a formal interview. interview right. Nobody ever, like, that seemed, anyways, I I never once was worried this weekend. I was annoyed because it was like, okay, well, now we have to, like, report on it and we have to, like, do our due diligence and piss off all of our sources because we're asking again. But it never, to me, was a serious, and, like, yeah. Matt's not leaving for that job. Sure. I'm not saying he's going to be here in 10 years. He ain't leaving for the Jets in 2021. Especially with all those guys already committed to coming back. And the timing... And I don't think those guys would have committed to coming back without knowing and having those conversations. Correct. Matt is very calculated in the media. He's less calculated with his players. Mm -hmm. So I think when you saw, you know, the avalanche of guys returning, it was a pretty good indicator of what was going on. I would completely... I would completely agree with that. But it's good news regardless. I mean, yeah. it's one less thing to worry about here in uh, – because there's going to be a b- bunch of NFL – well, there how many – like six NFL openings, so it's good to at least put that to bed. And this all this good news in what was a very newsy week. Yeah, um, we have a lot to get to. It was uh, – yeah, but positives. Before we do that, I want to thank our friends at the MacDyne Corporation, MacDyne Enabling Discovery. Uh, go to MacDyne.com for uh, just, it's a fun website to just explore all the great things that they do. A couple of Iowa State guys, they were engineers at Iowa State and they built a global company. And when I say global, they have offices all over the world. It is incredible. Um, and they are phenomenal supporters of what we do. The biggest thing I could push for you guys is to go to their job listings page. Go to careers at MacDyne.com. They are located in Marshalltown is where MacDyne is uh, headquartered. And uh, I tell you guys this all the time, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If I ever get out of this business, the first call I'm making is to Chris Clover to see if I could fit in with his phenomenal company. So uh, I'm not just making that up. Um, In fact, the first time I ever met Clover Bloom, we went to some mom and pa um, restaurant in Marshalltown. And he basically said, like, I want you to get to know me and my company before you can talk about us. Because I want, he's like, if you don't, I, I don't want this to be a monetary transaction. This, this has to be real. So I did. And I've toured it two or three times and just a phenomenal state of the art technology, phenomenal group. We appreciate that. Um, so yeah, it was a newsy, newsy weekend. That was what everybody woke up to on Saturday was that one tweet. And again, like I, I don't know. I'd never really was concerned at all. Same about that. Now, if like Belichick like retired and the Patriots, maybe I would be like, okay. But like the Jets, like just didn't like he he said no to him two years ago. Um, I his situation has improved at Iowa State. The Jets situation has somehow gotten worse in two years. Yeah, I mean, other than you, you make it the chance to coach. Well, it won't be Lawrence now. Lawrence will be going to to Jacksonville. Uh, Fields maybe will be the number two pick, but again, there's that was not a Sounds serious like concern. Urban Meyer might be. Well, to ja- to Jackson. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, but it'll be fun to watch. You know, I think ultimately, okay. Let's let if we fast forward ten years down the road, and you could tell Matt 
hey, you can be the head coach here. You can also have some general manager responsibilities like O'Brien had at the Texans before they let him go. Then I think that's when you start to get concerned. I would agree. I don't think Matt's going to take an NFL job unless it's a really good fit and or he has some personnel decisions along with with that. Because I think you've, you've had that discussion with him. He sees himself as more of a GM, he's a CEO yeah. type. But yeah, he's and, a roster, and builder. he would want he would want that. And that would I think would excite him if he had that, if he had that opportunity. That's also though why I think Iowa State has a great chance to keep him really long term. And I've always talked about like Matt is not the guy. I've said this probably fifty times on my radio show or this podcast. Look at who he looks up to, right? Yeah, like he he a D three coach, a high school coach. Bill Snyder, like he cut, he's cut from a different cloth, and that's that's what I love about him. Um, I I I think that there's a really good chance that he's here long term, and I think he's really enjoying building this the way he wants to do it, and I think that he has a you know Pollard. Uh, Jamie's talked to us before about how he's very hands off in these deals. And um, I, I think that Matt really likes that. And I think it's cool for Matt to go to work every day and see like this all growing Coming around him. A couple things to keep in mind. Uh, the next few weeks will be critical in regards to staff continuity. You're going to see a lot of the big time schools come after Iowa state staff mm-hmm. now. Okay. They're now, which is, that's completely normal. It's going to happen. Can they keep some of those guys together? Does somebody throw a bunch of money at, one of the coordinators. Well, just for what it's worth, um, John Haycock is uh, verbally committed to come on the podcast. Oh, perfect. Well, I, then he can't I, leave. I, I talked to John uh, this week. Awesome. He was going on a little vacation, going back to Ohio. Well deserved. And then um, he was going to get a hold of me when he got back, and we we're going to do the podcast. Not saying that I think either of them would leave, but I think no. this is what you have I'm to think I'm just saying if now. Haycock yeah. is committed to the Cyclone yeah. Fanatic podcast, then he can't go That's anywhere. That's true. And the other thing to keep in mind, which goes to your point about building something, that new Sports Performance Center opens this spring. Um, and that's a game changer. So if you think, you know, Iowa State's recruited pretty well, it's only going to recruit better once that thing opens because that is a just mammoth structure that has, it's basically a one-stop shop for not just the football team, but for all student-athletes that's really going to be enticing uh, and, and, and I think, it, again, one reason why the staff wants to stay around to see how that impacts their daily work, too. Yeah, and, you know, I would also sprinkle in here, even if you do lose some guys, you know, the the part of the the thing I like about how Matt runs his program is that, you know, I've seen it up close and personal, like how they conduct their business, and they're all in there together. So... And the point being, like, if let's say, let's say Tom Manning gets a Mac job, yeah, I'm just throwing that sure. out there as a, an example. Like, I'd feel pretty confident in a guy like Nate Shieldhouse to step in at this role, or you know, I, that's just an example. Yep. Or Mick McCall could do it for a year, or whatever. Like, they they're so intertwined. Even Gordon, yeah, yeah, called, he's, he's done it before. May have called plays and yeah. never really said that. I still don't know who is calling plays, <laughs> but my yeah, like. Yeah. I hear you, but I, I agree with you. And, but I also think that these guys are pretty tight. And I, Definitely. The one thing too, that Matt's smart with is every time like there are raises and stuff dished out, he gets them for a staff. Yep. And I don't know if that has happened as far as any I don't talk either. of contract. It, it certainly seemed today like something happened. 
Makes you wonder with the timing of everything. But again, I don't know. And then Pollard doubled down. He tweeted. I did not see the, the Jamie tweet. You want me to read it to you? Yeah. It was right at, like, literally right after Matt put out his tweet. Interesting. Jamie, quote, retweeted him and said, The future of Psych 1 football is rock solid. Can't wait for next fall for 60,000 fans to be back in Jack Trice Stadium cheering on Matt Campbell and the Cyclones. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm just reading into that. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I haven't even reached out to anybody because no. I didn't like, I never took this weekend's thing seriously. I was never, we, we, we were talking about it as a staff, and I'm like, I'm not going to put it on the front page because like some people are like, oh, you're, you got your head buried in the sand. No, I think that we have a good enough read on this. And if I think it's like a happening, yeah. I would start, report, we'd put Which, a running blog on the front page. Look at the Hoiberg. The, the Hoiberg tenor was a little bit different on our end, wasn't it? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I, you know, this was never a thing for me. Yeah, and we, I, I all, never took it seriously, and I, I could have been wrong. And I told our premium subscribers that I was like, you know, these things are weird. But I, from what I can put together, it just goes to show though that every story about Iowa State football, you could cover it every single day for nine months. You you said it last week, and yeah. So this week even proved that out. You know what? It worked for me, too, though. The Cincinnati quarterback announced he was coming back, and to me, I was like, well, okay, that, that where are they fitting in the yep. top ten? I, I, like, in a normal year, I would have like I would have waited till Athlon came out before I even realized that. Good point. But, yeah, to, so back to the original question. I'd say six, six or seven preseason. Wow. Holy shit. Now, I don't know if, if one of those, you know, they may, they may try just to, gave me a chubby. <laughs> they may try and elevate like USC because they always get elevated. But I would say just returning Hilton, come on. 20 of 22. Or Clay Helton. Todd Helton yeah, was the, the first old, baseman for the Rockies. The Rockies. Uh, 20 of 22 starters back. Real quick, let's do a cheers. Uh, we are drinking tonight the Cody Road. The good stuff. Wait, this is my favorite. The single barrel bourbon, in my opinion, this is the best bang for your buck in I the state I, of Iowa. The I single think I barrel, agree. it's it's harder to find. They got it at the distillery. If you can ever get your hand on a bottle, of it, now you gotta you gotta buck up. One hundred and five proof. It ain't. It's it's not. It's not your daddy's whiskey. No, this is a uh, yeah. Actually, it probably is your dad's whiskey. <laughs> uh, it's really good. <laughs> I I really like it. Um, Real quick, shout out to a new sponsor. I like the sounds of that. Legacy Fitness at the District Prairie Trail in oh, Aiken. Yeah. Now, I happened to, uh, Maddie Van Winkle and Jacqueline Cordova and I went and did some photographs and videos for 712 Media um, a couple months ago. It was, no, it was, it was pre-pandemic, actually. So, we're looking about a year ago. You want to talk about state-of-the-art fitness center? Um, they've, they've got all these like gadgets and stuff, but that's not what most people are like, like locked into. The thing I love about it is how clean it is and how spaced out it is. They got a pool, uh, bloom, you know okay. what? They got something for you. They have a golf simulator thing. Do they really? Or, yeah. Yeah. Just, no, I swear to God. making that up. No, it's a big deal. Um, you know, and I'll have to, uh, cause you're in January and February is like, I'll have to get some complete like information on the golf thing, but I oh yeah, here it is. See, go in there and uh, see the photo. Go in there and work on your swing. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. What's uh? What's the uh? 
if there are they sponsors, there is there a discount for a well, uh, maybe I'll uh, make a, a few calls. A podcast. Host. Check out the website. Uh, we actually just redid it. Uh, I kind of helped them with it for Seven One Two Media. That's such a beautiful Legacy, area. LegacyFitnessAnkeny dot com. And what, what's I'm, the what's the COVID situation with hours, et cetera? Totally normal. Okay. Uh, just wear your mask. Take care of business when you go in there. Uh, they take it very seriously. Uh, but they've got everything: personal training. Um, group fitness, they've got coaching, you know, like nutrition coaching. And it is, it's so cool. Like if you go to legacyfitnessankeny.com, you can try them for free. Now you scroll down to the bottom of the page, it says try us for free. You can come in, tour the facility, do all that. Very cool. And uh, I'm going to start working out there this year. Man, I need, I need to a, get back at We it. need to just go and like pump iron together. Man, I just, that, I mean, it's 2021. Yeah. This year has got off to a rocky start in the world. I'm bigger than I ever been. I have ballooned up during this damn so, pandemic. I mean, the the exercising does help. Uh, this help in a lot of ways. I'm in. All right. Uh, if, they, if you know fitness, anybody, if you can help me out with, the, I, I do. I know yeah. they got a great crew in there, and I like the fact that they're locally owned. We're locally owned. Like th- this point. is a this is a good deal here. You're not joining one of those cookie cutter corporate gyms that are just. I hate that crap. This is a, this is the real deal. LegacyFitnessAnkeny.com. Check them out. Um, so, yeah, so the news that broke this morning that Kohler and... I love Charlie Kohler's tweet. It was one of the great... I'm back. Yeah, I'm, ba- I'm coming back. Hi. One hey guys, more. how are you? Yeah. Uh, That's the most Charlie thing ever. Um, Eisworth back. Inu Wazirika is a huge deal. Huge deal. I mean, Brent, when you play a dime stack like Iowa State does, that's like signing, you know, the Damakon Sioux to a one-year deal. Like, the the equivalent to it for what... You, know, well, you can't replace somebody not, like him. That's in my the, point. Yeah. Like, in, you can't. it's just in this dime stack deal, they, they were going to start with Bankston's transfer... You were going to now. There's young guys, and like yeah. Isaiah Lee's, Lee's a nice very player, good. and like, then uh, they really like the young guy Singleton. They, they love all those guys, but, but there's hard they, to replace that to get this presence. veteran like that, a grown man like any Wazirike back. Huge. The other ones are big. Uh, Eisworth is obviously we know how good he is. Kohler is probably the best tight end in the country coming back. Um, I, yeah. I might make an argument that Wazirike because of the dime stack. Because of the defense that they play with Bankston's transfer, that might have been the most significant one of the week. Yeah, I mean, and then Eisworth really, those pair well together because he plays such a unique position freak within show, that defense. Dude. Yeah, I mean, that, it's that just, defense is like, it's a total freak show. It, it It's not going to take a step back at all. And you give Aishim Young another year. Will McDonald. Will McDonald. Hummel's coming back also. Oh, critical. yeah, I forgot about Hummel. So you get Hummel and Vance. Second both in leading there. tackler on the team. Mike so. Rose. So your linebackers are all the I mean, like I said, 20 of the 22 starters return. And, and, and then Brees is all pissed off now. Have you yeah, noticed he got that? Mad about the, He's all ticked yeah. off about the, uh, the, the award stubs. So really, I think it'll be interesting to see what I would say targets in the transfer market. We talked about this in the midweek podcast. Is you can be strategic now yeah. with your open scholarships of what do we need? You know, if I look at it, I think you could use another safety type. That's why Eisworth coming back is big. They're a little limited numbers there, yeah. especially with Lawrence White not opting for another year. Lawrence White played a lot of big-time snaps this year. He's a good so player. You're going to miss him. 
And then I think, you know, if I want to get selfish, give me another wide receiver threat in some capacity. I would um, agree. You know, Hutchinson's a great player, and you've got all those tight ends. But if I can, if you give me one more guy, you know, or even Tariq Milton healthy, but just give me somebody in that room to compete, and then another backer running back, maybe? I mean, that that if, would be my number one. Like, now, if you want to get greedy, there is a uh, prospect that they are hoping to sign in the spring, uh, Arizona kid, uh, running back. They've already signed one. Yep. Uh, they're, but then I, I think that, that, you know, you keep an eye on the JUCOs. You, uh, you look at transfers for what, what might pop up. You got your kicker. Um, and good for, and the and fact had, that a Sally, I know people kind of was like, oh, why is the Sally coming back? That helps. He's a known commodity. Oh, absolutely. He's kicked He's big a, kicks. He has made some big, big kicks. Well, and you know what? If this guy comes in and beats him out, then great. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, punter is always a big deal when you're talking about a Matt Campbell. Sounds like uh, Corey Dunn will come back. Corey Dunn, that's what I was going to say. Rivera's gone. Yep. Corey Dunn is coming back, and this kid from Fordham can do both. Can punt. He's punted for three years, so they have competition there, which I which I like on the special teams room. So I mean, really, there's just not they many, couldn't have had much of a yeah, better off season, right? There's just you just look at that roster right now. There's just not many weaknesses anywhere. I mean, I can't find one, really, other than, I mean, you still like what's proven in the kicking game and special teams, I guess. Yes. You know, that Kick would be. Team. And then, but then you're just kind of nitpicking of, well, we could use maybe one more big play receiver, give me another backup safety, a corner as well, maybe to help out. But you've got, now let's, let's see, we've got time. There will be time for other roster attrition. Now. I don't, I don't know if they'll be starters necessarily, but once you get these guys to come back, we'll see what that means for some of those other guys if they want to come back and not be a starter. I, mean, I this think is, this is the problem you're going to deal with when you're with, good. With, when you're good, well, exactly. That's already happened. Like Josh Bailey and Arnold Nazuna's deals to grad transfer. Like that's they want to go play, and I can't blame them. Right. Like neither, like those guys are both Big Twelve caliber type players, but neither one of them are going to get many reps on next year's team. Yep. And they saw that, and they're moving on. And best of luck to that man. I just go so kick some butt before the 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 semester got moved back because of COVID at Iowa State. So the, the magic date is the twenty fifth of January. Oh, that's when the semester starts. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So they pushed every, so they and they Dan Marona's ruining. Yeah. Everything. Well, they come in. All right, they ended these, the fall semester. These kids need to be in school. Thanksgiving. Just kidding. And then they pushed the start of the spring semester, the twenty fifth, to give them that longer holiday period and then actually squeezed in a winter you could take a winter class if you wanted but anyway let's get into the nerdery so but long story short the the transfer period probably you would want to be out by the 25th of january is my point okay so there's still time there's still time there's still time uh i saw uh you know uh, uh cycle and larry on twitter yeah, he's now what? Larry McLarry Pants? Larry, yeah. Larry McLarry Pants. Hold on, I want to make sure we get this right. You can't... <laughs> you got to get the quotes right for Larry McLarry Pants. Larry McLarry Pants. Hold on. Yeah, I don't know, but that that's what he's called. Everybody everybody knows Larry he McLarry Pants. He had tweeted that... Uh, 
he he tweeted out the depth chart for next year, and like basically like everybody but four people from the two deeps are back. Insane from the Fiesta Bowl win winning team. Crazy I, times. I know that you're a little more guarded with me, with your emotions. That is fair. Do you have a hard on? <laughs> <laughs> Not currently, no. All right. Thank you for asking. Williams and Bloom Podcast. I'm sure our friends at Mechdyne are really proud of the sponsorship today, the Mechdyne Corporation. I'm excited about the season, however. You know who would appreciate that that comment or the, my friends at the Franklin Barbershop? They, they certainly would. Those guys would be like, ah, Williams is talking about chubbies. <laughs> I would encourage. I saw Hogan had his shirt off in an Instagram post. No kidding. Mm-hmm. My barber, Hogan, had his shirt off. I don't know what the occasion was. Maybe it was just Wednesday. Man, did they have, like, some Tom Jones on the TV there? You can only assume. I want you guys to go to Franklin. We already told you about our friends at Legacy Fitness because we all got fat in 2020, and it's time to trim down. Speaking of trims, your hair needs one. So does your beard. And you should go to FranklinBarbershop.com to support another great local company. And these guys are fun. I'm at FranklinBarbershop.com right now. 152 I, reviews. They are rated at five stars. I need to get an online appointment for Tuesday. I'm back on the TV on Wednesday. Oh, wow. You gotta, you're got you on the call? Wins, uh, women's. Oh, nice. The Red Hot Iowa the, State women's the, basketball team. Iowa State women's basketball team set a school record for three-pointers in a game. They today. made 19. They were... It's Dude, insane. Donarski was just ins- like she. I don't think she hit the rim. Unbelievable how good she's. They are be. fun to watch right now. Oh my gosh, I uh, I'm in love with that team. I'm really uh, jealous of Noah to get to call those games going forward. But um, really, just uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about that here coming up. We are going to do basketball. Go to. FranklinBarbershop.com. So hop on my phone. I got to get Tuesday at what? 10 o'clock as Price is Right. Yeah, so Price is Right time. All right. There's no better time to go to Franklin Barbershop. If I'm ever not doing radio, I think it'd be fun to do on like a Thursday or Friday at like 4 o'clock and go in there and have a cold beer. You know what I mean? Fun, yeah. Because they got that they got, they that got the fridge cooler. Yep. in the corner. Uh, same with our friends at Gravitate Coworking. GravitateCoworking.com. They also have beer. You see, Jeff uh, informed us about the dog. Remember to mention Hercules the dog? Yes. That's his dog? It's his dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's not a uh, not a retriever. It's a, it's a lab. It's a lab. Basically the same thing. Okay. Actually, it's not. They're two different breeds, but they're... I always say, like, if I'm going to... Um, if I'm going to own a dog, it's going to be one of it those. Like I don't a, need no ankle it, biter. It looks like a, a good puppy, though. Yeah, I need a big dog. What, what what kind of dog do you have? Poodle? Uh, miniature a, Labradoodle. Oh, yeah. It's a nice dog. Poodle Lab mix. Yeah. yeah. She's a sweetheart. Zoe. Shout yeah, out to Zoe. Depends you can actually day. probably hear Dirk growling at the door right now because I think my wife just got home and he's a very protective guy. <laughs> uh, GravitateCoworking.com. Those are our guys. And um, you should go there because you can check out all the great membership options. And they got everything. If you want a freaking mailbox, you can pay for a mailbox. If you want day passes, uh, the co-working membership where you can, uh, you know, get in there whenever you want. They got 24-hour key card access. They've got um, fiber internet. They've got all their amenities. They have coffee, bike storage, uh, kitchenette. They've got, again, Bloom mentioned the dog. Of course, they have the dog, event space. 
we should uh are you ever gonna go back to work yes i'm oh, going back i go back twice a week right now oh to my office and say we should do this together I, but, I, but i don't know if is, i i don't like know if they'll I was, ever let me back well, i was thinking about this if you're a you know if you work in sales and you're just tired of being at home yeah um you know, oh, yeah. a lot of salespeople, you know, like, or, or if you're an independent contractor like yourself, you own a business, you go to a coffee shop. A lot of those aren't open. Like, you can't just sit in a coffee shop anymore. And some people just aren't comfortable just doing not com- it. Right. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. the, you don't know who's going in and out of there, but you yeah. would know who's coming in and out of this place because they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're folks like yourself and it's a pretty sanitary, safe place. I can't recommend it enough. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about basketball? I think we need to. Yeah, I think we got to. I was, I wouldn't say I was like really surprised. I was I was surprised. I was I, I, I was surprised. By I that thought result. that Saturday could be a get over the hump type of game. Now, I want to clarify it. I didn't think like oh they're going to beat Tech and run the table, but I thought like they had been just sniffing around enough that maybe my hope was that Tech was a smidge overrated. Yep, and Iowa State could jump up and bite a ranked team. I'm not. I don't even like saying at home because I don't know how much that matters anymore. It doesn't. Okay, I'm glad that yeah, somebody the, else agrees. The Hilton thing is like, eh, whatever. yeah, that whatever. Yeah. Like it's completely non-existent. But uh, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. That you know, my quick analysis of the game. I watched it again today because I wanted to just be really sure, knowing what we were going to go on and talk about. Yes, they got off to a bad start in the sense that one Tech was hitting everything. Really, the defense in the first 10 minutes wasn't terrible, but the rebounding was. Like, they couldn't keep them off the glass. You gave them a million second chance. Like, you made it really easy on them in that sense. That, you know, McClung was just hitting everything. He made a lot of tough shots. So, but then, at that point, our guys folded. You know, they they didn't bow up like they like we've seen them do. In yeah. Austin, even against Baylor, like when Baylor going a little bit of run, right. they'd puff you up a little bit. A little bit. They didn't really do that. This one, to me, was a massive disappointment, and I'm terrified for what the rest of the season might bring. Yeah, I mean, this is that was um, less than ideal time to have a performance like that for a lot of reasons. And it's been well-documented now. I mean, it was in the lead of, uh, I think, Travis or Randy's, or maybe, the, maybe both of their stories. It's now, what, Three of the four worst losses in Hilton Coliseum history have been in the last 13 months now. And like we said, Hilton doesn't really matter from that aspect this year because there's only 1,400 fans there, so you, you really remove that. But the point God is, bless you if you're still going to these games. Yeah, no, no, no question. You know, but like... It just... This game on its own, it's like, okay, you know, Texas Tech's a good program, and, and I always say it's clearly last in the Big 12 right now. But you throw this in... in in with the rest of the cumulative effect of the last, you know, two and a half years. And it just becomes like, man, where, where are we going here? And I think it's it's absolutely right to have that honest conversation. Prom himself said that he was embarrassed after the game. I thought that was one of Steve's better press conferences. Like, it just showed the realness. Yeah, of and he, he, was, he, he was is great. real. He's hurting. And yeah. but, but the problem, Chris, is, is, is I wouldn't looked at, because, you know, I think emotion's one thing and, and the eye test is another thing, but the data will tell you what's going on here. And the data is a little bit alarming right now for Iowa State basketball. Uh, in that, so... But they don't guard and they well, can't score. So, let me, so get this. So where... 
Sorry, where, but no, <laughs> that's fair. Where I, th- I thought this was fascinating. In the Big 12, so I just looked at Big 12-only stats. Where's where Iowa State's three-point field goal percentage defense in the Big 12 this year? It has to be last. It's first. Iowa State is allowing just 27% shooting from three, which is first in the conference. So th- this isn't even any of the flukies. So it's not even a random thing. Exactly. You're so, following my lead. But I, So I pointed this out after the Texas game that they, in their last three wins, had outshot their opponent. This is the Which problem. Which is a really difficult thing to do and keep losing. It's just they can't take care of the ball. Iowa is that where you're going you're, to? Exactly. So Iowa State is actually, if you look at field goal percentage, Iowa State is still in the top third of the Big 12 in shooting percentage. And they've actually been okay from three. They're middle of the pack in three. No, they, that's why I said they had hit more threes than the last, like, three opponents. Yet, they are ninth in scoring in the conference and 10th in scoring defense. I mean, if you're ninth and 10th, you're just not going to win. So what's the difference? Iowa State has just been horrible taking care of the ball. And they're awful ter- on the defensive glass. They're awful on the rebounding, too. So Iowa yeah. State is turning the ball over on 22% of its possessions, which is really, really bad. I think it's 310th out of 355 teams. And then they're not rebounding at all. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in the Big 12 and the nation, if you look at rebound rate. You put those two things together, plus... C-Dub, Iowa State is averaging just 10 free throw attempts per game. They're not getting to the line. They're just simply not getting the easy points. And so you make it really difficult. You can make a lot of twos, and you're shooting okay from three, but if you turn the ball over, you're not getting the free throw line, and then you're not rebounding your misses, it's going to be a really tough time for you. And throw in the fact that you're just allowing... Big 12 opponents to shoot 57% from two-point range, which means they're basically just allowing layups when teams can get layups. Well, that that was the problem on Saturday that I was referencing. They, when I said their defense wasn't that bad, I was talking about the perimeter stuff, but they just, like, tech... I, I want to say they had three or four in the first four minutes of the game before the first media where they just got these easy, uncontested putbacks. Yep. So... Which is, I mean... When you're, you know, you're you're taking a butter knife to a gunfight right now, being Iowa State, like you can't be doing that exactly. And so then I look at the totality of the pro era. I'm like, what's the consistent theme here? Iowa State has never really defended great during the pro era. They had the one year, Bonte senior year, Matt Naz a senior year, where they were top, you know, seventy five Ken Palm in defense. Did did a decent job there, but everything else hasn't been great. Obviously, it's never been known for its defense or its rebounding, and quite frankly, it's never been known for getting to the free throw line either. If you look at in in nineteen ninety five, even in the Hoiberg era, they didn't get to the line did much. Not and except for one year with Kane and Niang, they did a lot. Okay, but that was the one. You're right. You're dead on. And, and Edgem was on that team. So you so led you, me right into my point. Yeah. So what's the difference? It's that this team is turning the ball over way too much. So if you look at you know the the Hoiberg era and then Prohm's good teams, they were in the top twenty nationally in in, in turnover rate. You know they're having nine ten turnovers per game. This year's up at sixteen. There are six six possessions right there where you're you're just not getting shots. That's a problem. And then you're not rebounding the ball. The defense is largely the same. That has not changed a whole lot in the Prohm era for good or bad. It's been about the same. But they're just that much worse on offense. And you take away. Six possessions because of turnovers. You're not getting the free throw line at all, and you end you're up just not as talented. You're just on not, top you're, of yeah, you're just not as good. I mean, and so this is what happened. You look at like his first team with like 
six NBA guys. They're, I mean, well, and the, the scoring could cover up your defense and rebounding because yeah. you would just out, you would just outgun people. I mean, it, you can't do that anymore. I've compared it like the Fred era to a little bit like Leach at Tech. Like they didn't defend anybody, but if you're scoring 60, 70 points a game, you still want a lot, right? Like, correct. That was kind of what Iowa State was doing there for a little bit. Yep. And, and you could, Fred, when he was early, caught lightning in a bottle in a sense that he was before everything else, not only in the transfer market seat up, but also in the tempo. He was pace playing, space. you know, the warrior ball in the Big 12 before anybody else but, was trying to do that. But now everybody else is doing that. So yeah. you can't out-tempo and out-score people just with tempo. Everyone's playing the same game. I always say, in fact, it tempo-wise, is like 180th. Well, They're right I, in the middle of the pack. But like now, can't. like, it reminds me, this league, and this is why... Um, this is why I was a little bit confident that maybe, and I, I, I was dead wrong, um, but I, I was a little bit like, man, they, they're going to be in most games this year because of the way that the league is playing. It reminds me of like an old Big East, like the, they're just beating the hell out of each other. But I mean, we were, we, we saw on Saturday the formula, how that you get blown the hell out. Yep. If you in, and again you turn the ball over, you don't rebound, you don't go to the free throw line. You're reliant on the jump shot, and when it's not going in, well, it gets ugly in a real, real hurry. Half the time, too, it's they're taking like bad contested jump shots. That's it. And so this is the problem with this year's team is, you know, outside of Javen Johnson or Zier Bolton, nobody else has the ability to really dribble Johnson's and drive. Good, man, I think Johnson's a nice player. When if he takes care of the ball, he's 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 very capable. But it's just like they're so limited again in that big man position. And I think it's, you, I mean, you just got to be honest with yourself of where, what is wrong here? What are the misses? And it's the last couple of classes have just really missed on, and the post play. I mean, they've got guards that are fine. The guards aren't great, but they're capable. They just do not have anybody that can protect the rim one, which is key or on the offensive line, draw a foul and go to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You're basically limited. You're a jump shooting finesse team that can't rebound and turns the ball over too much. So and, and what, what do you do? What, I'll, I'll tell you what I would do. And I don't get to go to practice and I have no idea like attitudes. I would play Jaden Walk and Walker more. I mean, you might have to. I, just I, to try I, to I'll, I'll just say it. I don't think that they make that run at Texas late in the game. Um, if Bolton's not in foul trouble. And I think so. Oh, I Am mean, I wrong? Like, no, Walker's got some potential, but you take your best player off the floor and Rashid no, Bolton. I mean, but what could do you, you do? move him over? Perhaps. The, you know, the, like, I'm not saying bench Regier, because you're right. He is statistically, but he's also, his usage rate's probably... It's very high. Super high. So, But again... Like if you're taking twice as many shots as everybody else, of course you're going to score more. But where I would say its problem is, it's turnovers and rebounding. Yeah, and he turns the ball over half the time he has it. <laughs> and so I, I, I just... Like, he gets to the basket, but can't finish. Like, Why? Yeah, and I, but so my point is, like, I I would play. See, I don't know if Walker's weird, any good. I haven't the, seen enough, but I want to know. The weird thing with Rozier is he's actually one of the best two point field goal percentage guys in the nation. Like he finishes fine. It's just he's either sometimes he turns the ball over before he gets there, or he doesn't have a whole lot of help that'll bail him out. Well, I, this is one thing, and I'm doing it now, and I I hate doing this. Like it's not fair to. Re- compare him to Monte Morris. It is definitely not. Like, Monte Morris is, in my opinion, the greatest point guard to ever come through Iowa State. I know that Tinsley, whole different deal. And then Tyrese isn't too far behind. Correct. But, like, it's not Rasheer Bolton's fault here. No. If Monte would get into the lane and be in trouble, he would dribble it back out and run some offense. Like, Rasheer gets stuck down there, and then it's, it's 
I don't know this. I don't even like the fact that I'm doing this. So I apologize. I, I again, I, I'm not blaming this. I, I, they need a point guard. They don't have a point guard. Rozier's not a point guard. They need, they need a couple different things. I think that's the frustrating. But part. But that's my like, point. Like I want to. I don't know if Walker has it in him. I want to see. I want to. I want the freshman to play. Like I want to watch. I want like what Bruce Weber is doing right now, and I want to see these guys. And give me some hope because they do have an, I believe they do have a very nice young core, especially with Henson coming back next year. And I think that the team could be a lot better, but I, I also know like it, I don't want to, I don't like crapping on individual young people like this. I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I know what, I know what you have in Solomon. I know what Bolton is. I know what all these guys are. At this point, when you're 0-5 and you're staring down the barrel of a terrible year, I think fans want to see what the future could bring. And I, I just want to see these young guys more. Yeah. I really, I want to see more Javon Johnson. Like, he just let the young man go. Like, and I think he's kind of developing that. I don't know. Like, you're clearly more locked into this than I am. I've been so... Um, even during the game on Saturday, I was on phone with about the Campbell stuff and football. Sure. Uh, and, and I'm glad that there's that distraction and I don't feel good about any of this. There's nobody um, I, that I want to see have success more than Steve Prom, And I know that he's, it's not for a lack of trying, not at all, but the results aren't there. It's just, they haven't been, I mean, you just so. look at the record and you see it now. What does that mean? I, I'm not sure. I mean, you have to be realistic in this is in the middle of a pandemic and I mean, you, you make excuses and all these things. I would say it has, has not played as many games, has not practiced a lot with this group and, you know, looking forward, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's just the problem. And Jared wrote about it too. And I agree is like, there's just no, there's no I- identity moving forward of, of where Iowa state strength is for this season. Come here, honey. Cameron's coming in here. Hi, Cameron. Do you want to talk on the podcast? What? No, no. You want to say go Cyclones to everybody? Mm-hmm. What do you, go ahead. Go Cyclones! Hey, which which mascot do you not like? Wildcat. I agree. I don't like the Wildcat either. Play him this week. Do you like Herky? No. Nah. No, neither do I. Who's your favorite mascot? Sai. Yes. It's my girl. All right. You go back up and watch your show, okay? But that my shoes turned off. Oh, okay. Why don't you just play down here, and then when Uncle Brent and I are done, I'll come and turn it back on for you, okay? Okay. All right. You just play downstairs. Go play on your iPad. Well, that's some great parenting. I've been there. We've all been there. Hey, it's the uh, quarantine podcast. Right. We could be interrupted by children. Anything At goes. any moment. We've yeah. been very clear about this over the years. Yeah. But I just think we it's, needed uh, that little uh, yeah. break from this basketball well, talk. It's just I, tough because there there are no answers right now. I mean, there's no solutions, um, and you just kind of have to to ride it out. And I know these guys want to win. It's just they don't have a strength to go to. And, and hey, I would point out too, um, other than Solomon, name a guy on that roster that's won at a high level before. I mean, Xavier Foster won a state title, but yeah, I get that, your that's point. That's not a high level. That's right. high school. I'm saying, like, none of these guys 
are carryovers from an era that's won. Nope. It's not like you have like a transfer that's come from a spot where they won. There's just not a lot of um there's not a lot of that there. Oh, okay, you can go unplug it and play it. <laughs> Isn't she sweet? That's fantastic. She plays a um she plays a game that she got from the school. They you you Is it Oregon Trail? You feed no God, I'd be playing that. Especially with my um, recent now. Do you know what my thing is in 2021? No. You really don't? So I'm doing, deep, you, I'm doing deep dives on Native American tribes, and I'm learning about their chiefs. So I've really gone into... Are we still doing alien stuff, too? Well, that's like the... We're Ooh, on the brink of some... With some major discoveries, potentially. Big stuff coming up in the next, like, six months. Uh, in the Native American stuff, uh, I'm big into Crazy Horse... Uh, You've but, ever driven by it? I know I haven't, but that's oh, man. that's definitely happening this summer. I'm going to go up there. It's pretty pretty remarkable. And then um uh Kokais, uh the great chief, the great Apache chief from down in Arizona. I'm really wanted to so I have a cousin getting married in March down in Phoenix and I'm thinking I'm going to take a jeep for a couple of days and go down to his burial man. study it for a while, but I'm getting really So for those what of you who don't know the trigger what was the trigger on this? Yeah, usually there's a there's a, a seminal moment. Not yeah, pardon the pun. <laughs> that that tr- triggers you to to really deep dive. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, there was. It was when my uncle Tom died. Okay. And my uncle Tom is a he he was a he was a veteran, but he spent a lot of his like twilight year. Not twilight. He wasn't that young when he died, but he he was obsessed with um like Indians, cowboys and okay. Indians and stuff. And I I've just kind of like uh I got into westerns when the um Yeah, remember that. Yeah, the when the when the started. pandemic hit. I I watched probably 25 westerns within like 2 months. And then you start to learn about all these Indian tribes and then um yeah, I was talking with my aunt who's my and sure. she was telling me about all these like trips that they've made. And I'm like, man, this stuff's fascinating. Nice. So now I'm like studying all these Indian chiefs. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's really good stuff. Like the, I, and it, it really too, Brent makes you like look at our country and we're like, I, wow. Like, because everything that happened back then was totally natural that the settlers would piss off the Indians or the natives sure. and that they would, and it would get hostile between the two, but it was also like super unfortunate as to how brutal they all were to one another. And I wish that I could have just been there to like be a media. Well, Iowa was, I was a great state named back. for the Iowa. Yeah. We had, uh, the, um, I was actually going through all the great <laughs> Iowan tribes, like the Oto, Several. the Pawnee, mm-hmm. the, yeah. Anyways. You get out of turn. So, but rap- <laughs> back to basketball. Back to Iowa quick. State basketball. I do think <laughs> the game against K-State's huge. Like, you got you got to get one. You need some good news. You need something positive to happen because the concern here be, is at 0-5, and, and after that performance, if you just, if you let it spiral, uh, it could get not good in a real hurry. So, 
They just need some positive vibes, and I know they're working hard, and nobody feels that's the thing as bad as Prome does. But I've got to do something here, and I've asked Steve like, "How's attitudes and good? Like the guys are working." That's hard. where they were surprised Saturdays. It was a good couple of days of practice. It's not like they folded up shop in practice. So I don't know what was going I, on there, but yeah, they just need. I was shocked, and and for the record too, because I have so many people tweeting at me about Xavier Foster. He's got a foot deal. Yeah. They're trying to get him completely healthy so he can be himself and, you know. Again, it goes to your bad luck thing. It's Yeah. It's not like they're benching him. Right. I just, uh, man, it's just tough from a a basketball It's bad basketball. There's no no quick fix here. Like, there's nobody can bring in and say, hey, do this, or hey, maybe if we do this. I mean, the problem, Chris, you're playing four guards and you're still turning the ball over at a ridiculous rate, and that's a problem. I mean, you could bring another big guy in. The turnover rate just goes up. Maybe you rebound a little better then, but I don't know. There's I, just no solutions here. I would love to see. And again, I I don't know. I don't know if Jaden Walker is like the second coming of Tyrese. I'm not saying that. No, I want to see more of him. I haven't seen him play enough, but I, I know that they, I know they don't have a point guard. And yeah. I know what I saw when when Regier was out against Texas. The offense seemed to flow better. And again, I'm not – Regier's really – he's a nice player. I'm not saying bench him. But I'm wondering if you can move him over and then, you know, maybe that – I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. just clearly, they've thought about grasping, these things. Right. What, maybe, maybe, you know, and Walker had the knee injury last year. Maybe he's not 100%. I don't know. I've liked what I've seen from him. I think he, of the four, has shown – the most flashes. Right. I mean, Dubar, Foster too. Dubar had a few minutes. He did. The problem with him is he's just he's kind of like a big and a little. I mean, he's. I'm not quite sure what where he fits yet. I think Blackwell he, just hasn't had a lot of. Blackwell hasn't had a lot of time. I mean, it, it's early. It's it, for Shilla had a great tweet today. It's like of all of the top twenty teams, there's like two freshmen that are starting in the top twenty teams. Like, it's best to be old. The problem for Iowa State is Iowa State is really kind of, they've got the freshmen, of course, but they're older otherwise, but they're new. And so you don't get the benefit of being old and that continuity of being together. And it's kind of the the worst case scenario because the problem, C-Dub, is you've got these youngsters and you've got these old guys that are playing, but, you know, Coleman Land and Young probably won't be back next year. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could be technically if they wanted Coleman to. Coleman Land should be like 28. Yeah, but it's just, <laughs> so then you start, but you, you you always look forward, and then what's what's the year ahead look like? And there are some new pieces coming in for Iowa State that will help next year, but, man, it's just, it's hard to project like we can with football of, of you know, what success will look like. Uh, the women had a great day. Sunday. I can project success for them pretty easily. I th- I don't know if I should say it. Billy got mad at me. I think it's like a the setup is like an Elite Eight Final Four type team. This year? No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay. saying in the future. I okay. think with the I freshmen, if they could add like an elite they, post. Yeah, they need one more. They need a post player. I'm serious, man. They're Those freshmen are really freaking good. If you have time, I'm not saying because I'm doing the game Wednesday. It's a big game Wednesday. So Oklahoma, Who are they? Oklahoma State. And, they, and you're on the call? Uh, They're not bringing in a pro? <laughs> it's on ESPN+. Plus. So Oklahoma State's 5-0. and oh. Just uh, mess it with Iowa them. State's 3-1. and one. Who's Oklahoma State's coach right now? Still Jim Littell. Oh, okay. Yep. Is, uh, what's his name still down there? He is. Okay. Yeah. Jack that, Easley. But I tell you what, I was thinking about this the other day. I was watching, uh, 
Oklahoma State men's game. What a awesome arena Gallagher Iber is. It's fun. But it, yeah. I've never seen it packed because I'm either there with the women or the men like don't draw much anymore. Yeah. What a cool arena, though. And it's attached to uh, the football studio, yeah, which a lot of people it, don't realize. It's really a, a neat place. I, I've got to call three or four women's games I, there over the years, and I, it's, it's always one of my favorite Stillwater trips. and Manhattan are so much like games. Yeah. Really enjoy going down They're there. They're basically our, our brothers. They are. Um, no, great, great arena, great town. I'm a big fan of Stillwater, but it's uh, again the women's team three and one against a good obviously Oklahoma State's five and zero oh in the Big Twelve, so it's a it's a big game. And these youngsters for Iowa State they keep getting better. I'd like to um, close things out by thanking everybody for just supporting our our football coverage this year. I I was doing some stuff for our advertisers today, and you know the the stream we did for the Fiesta Bowl preview with Mac. With Dan McCarney. That was a highlight for me. Did you see the numbers? No. Over 42,000 people watched that. Seriously? Yeah. Across YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Cyclone Fanatic. I should have gone to Franklin Barbershop before we did that thing. (laughs) No, no, don't. Because I actually think the appeal of it is the fact that we're just kind of sitting around having a drink. Yeah, that was... Like, we're not trying to be ESPN. That's a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of Iowa State fans across social media, man. But my point being, um, you know, I was thinking about this, just like how bad things were in July and how I was just scared to death. And then, like, now, I mean, things aren't great. It's not like local advertisers are just bending over trying to spend money. So, like, it still sucks. But it, I just feel like we're all pretty blessed to be – you know, having such a good time with Iowa, even with basketball, it's like, and I would also encourage everybody, you know, like what Jamie always says, like be, you know, don't turn into something you're not once right. you have a little success. And my old man, I'll, I'll read my dad's tweet today. Did you see my dad's tweet? I did. I did. My favorite tweet ever. This is my dad. I love him so much. He's the greatest. He's the greatest dude ever. He, he tweeted out, what a great day to be a cyclone. Matt silenced all the noise. Many great football players coming back. ISU ladies did what they do. New school record for threes. So much fun to watch. Let's send some good fibs. I think he meant to say vibes. Vibes. <laughs> to men's basketball. They are young and going through some bad times. Hell yeah, Dad. Just be nice. Just, yeah. don't, don't be personal. This, you know, you can be upset with your team. Try and not be personal. That's all I ask. Like, and this is where I do think that we have a responsibility, Brent, to just encourage people to, you know, you could be upset. You can, uh, you think, you think Jamie Pollard's not watching basketball? Of course. Right. I mean, I think the, it's, it's especially difficult this year, I think for people, cause they can't be in Hilton Coliseum and it just, it just adds to the frustration level. But um, no, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's better that people aren't Hilton because fewer people are paying attention. Yeah, but um, the people that need to be paying attention are paying attention. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So it's just like, and I, I come back to it. Steve said it himself. He he was embarrassed and yeah. frustrated and everything. I mean, they they want to turn this thing around. They're not trying to do this. And and we all realize it's year six. It's yeah. year six of the Steve Prohm era. So you know, I think again, the game against K State this week for them. It's like you're you're nine and ten in the Big Twelve. You lost to those guys in Hilton. The game you really should have won. Uh, you all you really need to win that game. 
I mean, in the pandemic year, as crazy as this is, if there's a must win, that, that would be one of them. Let me pull up Ken Palm real quick. What do you think it is? I think Iowa State's probably still favored because K-State has been so bad. Iowa State, um, the, the last... metrics aren't horrible for Iowa State. No, they're really not. They're surprisingly not well, that bad. The, the offensive numbers are still good. Again, Eighty-five and one hundred and twelve. They dropped a okay, lot. That's yeah. That's not not great. Kansas State. Yeah, yeah. They're still a three-point favorite. So I thought they should. Iowa be. State is ranked ninety-four in Ken Palm. Kansas State's one hundred and fifty-seventh. <laughs> Jesus. So, but K State's a good illustration. God, that's a of, bad loss on December fifteenth. No, it's really bad. No, it is. Jeez. You feel a little bit different about it about things, but that's why you got to get you got to get that one. I mean, K-State is super young, like you mentioned, Chris. But you they, well, they were in the, what, Elite Eight a couple of years ago. I mean, Bruce Weber is intentionally trying to go really young. And I, That's what I'm trying to say. You can't say that about Iowa State right now. No, because, because they're still... playing like these 26-year-olds. So, and I, yeah. I'm not blaming them, but like, yeah. I'm saying like as we go down the stretch, I want to see what these young guys have. But you also still need to win games, and I think this is the tough part. No, it's and, very it's complicated. Gotta, you got to get you got to get one this week. It's super complicated, yep. and it sucks, and nobody's having fun. And I, yeah, it just sucks. We, we, a good vibe, as your dad would say, we need some good vibes for the men's basketball. Some good fibs. Let's get them this week. Some good fibs, yeah. No, my my dad's the best. Like he'll he could be so disappointed, and then like in like two hours, he's like, well, you know, you know. You know, they, I mean, Foster's barely played, you know. Like, and he'll find me. I'm find like, a, yeah, you're right, got to find the silver right. lining. Let's go. If there's anything Iowa State fans have learned over the years, you can still find a way to, to find some silver lining. But, yeah, I'm all for some success this week. All right. Well, good luck on the call Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah, it's me and Dr. Molly Parrott on the call for the women's game. That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Look forward to uh, look forward to that. When did the men play Kansas State? I believe it's Wednesday as well, isn't but, it? Yeah, you're right. So we have a busy night on Wednesday night. And uh, then after that, the men play Kansas. Uh, ugh. Yeah, right. So that's the thing. is like a, there's no And then Texas no and then here. Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to look at what Kimpom projects. I'd rather not. Actually, right I'd now. take it right now. Let me ask you this. Honest question. Okay. Four and fourteen in the Big Twelve. Would you take that right now? Would you sign up for that? I can't righteously say yes to four and fourteen ever. Do you? Okay. Do you think they'll do better than that? No. That's what I'm saying. I would yeah, take no. the four and fourteen. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. On that aspect. <sighs> yeah. I, it sucks. I don't yeah. like to be the pile no, on guy. No, we're you're not, not trying to do that. On. But we're we want them to win. But we're. We're just calling it like we see it. By the way, and I I would say this too, go and watch Steve's press conference from Saturday. I thought it was one of the best ones he's ever done. He's honest. He's always going to be honest and genuine. Um, That's what I love about the guy. No question. Yep, he is. And he he, wants to be in Ames. He wants to be in Ames more than anybody knows. I just really, for his sake, for everybody in that staff's sake, I want them to win some games because I want them to be in Ames. But the, but the bottom line, it's a business, yeah. And you have to win games. You, and you to cannot be able to sell tickets, right? You cannot keep this up in year six of of this this thing. And I'm I'm not saying they can't do it, but you you just at the end of the day, there still needs to be some hope there in the long term, and um, that needs to start this week. 
All right, uh, Bloomer, I hope you enjoyed that Cody Rhodes single barrel. I did. I did. Uh, good call Wednesday. We appreciate everybody listening. Thanks to Mechdyne. Mechdyne Corporation, as always, for their sponsorship. Anything Iowa State football, there will be more moving parts, we we believe. Uh, I don't think anything too major, like, but we're going to be all over it, like, uh, what are they, like, stink on? Fill on your analogy here, yeah. <laughs> Stink on uh, manure. <laughs> Did you like my analogy on Twitter today about the Saints? I said, I don't care how good of a guy Drew Brees is. The franchise he plays for is dirtier than a urinal at a dirt track. I've been to two, so I, I oh, got that. Disgusting. I got that analogy. And like anybody who generally goes to dirt tracks knows that most guys don't actually pee in the urinal. They pee in the sink. So watch out if you ever go to a dirt track. Why would you do that? Well, when the urinal's full, okay. you don't want to wait in line because you don't want to miss any of the think action. I think I'm going to go to another dirt track then. Oh, stop it. You're such, a, who, who, you're such a baby. Who, who, you who are you, such a baby. Who are you rooting for in, in the NFL playoffs? The Browns. You're, you're, oh, yeah. I mean, Baker. You're in? Okay. I'm all about Baker, Mahomes. Like, I, w- I want to see those two play each other. But, yeah, I'm all I'm all Browns. That's I, I respect it. Yeah. You've been on that for... Dude, I've been on that since, since they, Baker was in college. Since they drafted yeah. him. He's my guy. That's fair. Okay. And then when they got Stefanski, because the Viking in me... Stefan, I remember a year ago, I was the guy on KXNO saying, trade Zimmer, get get rid of Mike Zimmer and promote Kevin Stefanski. He's one of my, he was with the Vikings franchise for like Forever. 14 years yeah. or something like that. He's a hell of a coach. Would you take him back? Hell yes. You'd boot Zimmer. Yes, I would take Stefanski over Zimmer in a heartbeat. In but, 2021, yes. But what's the better roster? The Browns right now, probably. Maybe. I actually think, like, if you look into, like, next year, the Vikings probably will have a better roster. Okay. They're super young. Like, you, you remember they drafted, like, 15 guys last year. Like, they – it was kind of a bad year to have a pandemic. You trade Steph Diggs. You know, you get Jefferson. Yep. Which he's going to be a stud. Yes. Um, he is a stud. You you have – your entire defensive line goes out with season-ending injuries. I actually think... So you're, you're still bullish on the Vikings? And I'm never bullish on the Vikings because yeah. I, I hate my favorite team. Are they going to fire Zimmer? No. They'll be good next year. Okay. But they that's, would, a, that's more optimism than yeah. I expected about the they, Vikings from you. They'll be good next year, but they would be better if Kevin Stefanski was the head Fair coach. Enough. So that's why... Well, I like, seems like a good guy to me. The Browns are like my adopted favorite team. And then um, I'll root for him or Mahomes the rest of the way. I'm a big 12 quarterback guy. I like that. I enjoyed. I, I'm not I, as connected to Kyler Murray because I didn't watch him for as long. Yeah, and he's kind of aloof. I've I've enjoyed the Bills a little bit. Mm. I just kind of want them to do well. It's been I, so long. Part of me it reminds me of the '90s. Two reasons I don't really want them to win: Sipker, yeah, good and um, Diggs. I don't want Diggs to yeah. think that he was like the reason the Vikings were I good. Know, he did lead the league in yardage. Yeah, I, he's a good player. Like I'm not doubting him, but I. Okay, who would I rather have the next five years, Diggs or Jefferson? I'd take Jefferson. Yes. Yes. You know. And I and again, I hate I, my favorite team. I'm Pete, already I'm already over the Brady Breeze matchup, by the way. It's Sunday night at ten oh four. Well, if Sheesh. the Browns hold on to this, and I think they're going to, we're gonna get uh, Mahomes versus Mayfield. Do you That'd know? That would be fun. Do you know how excited I will be for that? It's Remember like they played uh well you already talked about in the earlier in the segment with your your eggplant emoji, so 
dude, when they played um, the Oklahoma Texas Tech game. Yeah, what was that? It was like 60, 63 yeah. 56 yeah. in regulation. Yeah. I'll never forget that game. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Like, I just loved it because uh, I loved both of those guys. And, like, and you knew, like, Cliff isn't stupid. No. When you let a guy like Baker Mayfield walk out like he did, you knew that Mahomes was like a Legend. generational type player. Yeah, this thing is Tech got killed for you, letting Baker Mayfield but go. You're, but you're telling me next week that's Baker's good. not going to go into Kansas City on fire with it. You oh, know what I mean? Will. I don't think it'll matter. No, but still, like it's an intriguing. That's gonna be a fun game matchup, and I'll be rooting for the Browns. But if when Kansas City wins, it's like really listen, it's really hard to hate Patrick Mahomes. I know they've been can't. great. He just seems like a. I grew up not liking the Chiefs because in Clarinda, yeah. everybody's a Chiefs fan. Uh, if you're not a Vikings or you're a Chiefs, Vikings, Bear, it's kind of like here. Yep. But um, there's one thing that made me cheer for the Chiefs, and it was Patrick Mahomes. The NFL is in a better place because of that guy. Even like, you know, watching Lamar today, yeah, um, Josh, all these yeah. young quarterbacks are so exciting. It's so much fun to watch. Like, I, mean, I just love That's why Brock has a shot, you know? That's why Brock has a shot. I, these what? guys are paving the yeah. way for guys like him. I was watching some of the uh, Washington football team last night, and I got to thinking, there's no reason why Brock couldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, that Heineken guy? Yeah. He was fine. He played well, actually. Yeah. But anyway, it's been a fun weekend. I, I have enjoyed I watching a lot. I didn't. I'm not a huge NFL guy, but I I was. Uh, I enjoyed the entertainment. I'm not an NFL guy until college is over. Once college Maybe is over, I lock in. I lock in I, the the super wild card thing. They got to keep it. Oh, it's great. Sorry. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like you get triple headers Saturday. It's, like you got to. It's, it's a gambler's dream. This is why the playoff. If they ever go to eight, they're keeping eight. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Go because it's so much better. But no, the, they got to keep the Rose Bowl tradition, Chris. I, no, don't get me going about the <laughs> old guys and their freaking blazers, and they smell like mothballs. God. Oh, I got I got one thing to share. I did not share this last week, but it was a crazy inside story that only those that follow Cycle Fanatic would understand. Okay. A guy that was Iowa State's team representative for the Fiesta Bowl. I'm okay. not making this up. So the guy that was their rep basically, you know, helped them out with all the yeah. needs was at the team hotel, yada, yada, was the original Paul Rhodes headset kid. Shut up. I swear to God. The guy wow. that would carry Paul Rhodes headset. He's now the He Fiesta now works for, for the Fiesta Bowl, and he was Iowa State's team rep. He's like a, I don't even know what his official job responsibility is for the Fiesta Bowl. He works for the Fiesta Bowl. That's fantastic. I, um... I, I think that he may follow us on Twitter. I think I might know I, I, I'm trying to... Th- I, I looked up his name. Is his name Kyle? Kyle or Colin? It might be Kyle. I think it's Kyle. Anyway, the original... The ori- there was a couple of Rhodes guys, but it was one of the original Rhodes headset guys. We got to get him on the pot. Does he listen? I don't know. I didn't talk to him. I, I saw him. I'm a, so we were at we were at a dinner function, and there's a guy we talking... We wore a mask? Uh, before we ate, yes. Okay. And there was a guy talking to... Uh, one of the Iowa State admins, and I was like, wait a second. It was because he had the mask, and you're trying to discern. I'm like, that's that's one of the Rhodes headset guys. And my dinner table looked at me like, what are you even talking about? Got out a picture, same guy. Do we even have headset guys now, or is it all no. is it all wireless? There's, we don't have headset guys now. I don't know Campbell's why. Campbell's clamped Rhodes, down on that. Rhodes didn't need a guy. 
like from technology. He just wanted a guy. I think I don't, I'm not. I'm not. We're like yeah. we need to get to the bottom of that. But sometime we're gonna get when Paul's career is like winding down. We got to do like a two hour expose bourbon. Like we're gonna get a, like a, join us. We're gonna get like an expensive bottle of Blanton's. Like it's gonna be on. Talk about Ankeny. Oh, and just let Paul go off on it's, everybody who's wronged him over the last twenty. I gotta years. find this guy's name, but anyway, it was uh, he was a headset guy. Call. I want to say it was Collins. Man, I bet you that. Uh, I bet he's got some stories. Oh, I I know, but he's still. I mean, he's moving up the I, ranks. Could you imagine so. Campbell? Like With knowing knowing Campbell be like, they're like, hey, you got this guy who's gonna carry. I, I don't want a kid carrying around my headset. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, we're getting rid of that. I don't want that kid around me. It was definitely the he guy, might he might be trying to listen to my strategy. The headset guy for the the Texas controversy was this was the festival guy <laughs> for the uh, Jeremiah Jeremiah George. George. Yeah, connecting all the dots here, man. God, that would make. That would, I was. I had a. I had that would give Campbell anxiety, if knowing that this kid is following me around. He's listening to everything I say. He needs a chart guy because he's got that chart that's hanging from his belt. Maybe we have a chart. He puts guy. it like in his pants. Yeah, he's a chart guy. And you know, Matt doesn't need that. He has it all memorized. I'm sure he does. Does he? Does he have input and play calls? Well, what's the chart? What's on the chart? Can you ask him next time we talk to Matt? What's I'm, on the chart? Yeah, I'll ask him. Um, I want to know what's on the chart. I'm guessing it's analytics. Is it, but there's a lot on there for like, hey, are we going for two here? I mean, that's a big chart. I don't know. Maybe he will never tell us. I'm just kind of curious. Well, I'm, on the chart. I'm assuming when he comes out of out of his rock. Okay, we'll we'll get it, get a chance. Could I join that? I'd like. I've got a couple questions for Matt. Sure. Do you want to? Um, be on with Haycock? Yes. I thought we could maybe do him for our first Legends podcast. Is it now, or is that like giving Bill Snyder a stadium before he's retired? Regardless, he's a legend. He's okay. A, like, it, 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 he could, nothing else that's, matters. That's how I look. Yeah, no, he's a legend. John Haycock is a legend. I thought we could get Haycock on the first ever Legends, <laughs> like the... Don't you think it'd be great? I think it'd be great. I mean, he's got a story that nobody really knows. Yeah. And he's he's a quiet guy. And we have to start doing those once a month now due to our agreement with Sukup Manufacturing. I mean, how do you start it? I mean... Another guy I wanted to get on was Kyvin Gatson. Oh, boy. Talk about a legend. He does a great job on... I know. He's wrestling. fantastic. The, the wrestlers kicked some ass this weekend. Yeah, they... they, they I don't know what they're playing. Like, it was like 78 to 4 combined. Yeah. Um, Next week's when it heats up for them. They get okay. Missouri and Arizona State. It'll be really good stuff. But I love that team. Man, such a weird, such a strange Iowa State week. Like a lot of good things, some not so good things. Well, pretty much everything's good. I I'm I'm for that. Uh, no, but I I thought Kyvin would be good. I I'd like to help, and, and nobody's asked me to do this, but I I I have become through the pandemic. I always liked the UFC. I've always been, I was a boxing fan like in high school. I kind of got away from that. Um, amateur wrestling was a thing for me in high school because a lot of my friends did it in Clorinda. And, and we had Coach Marino, who was a yep. big-time wrestler at Iowa State. So it was like, we were good at it. So I, I would watch my friends. I never really got into it, though. The Jackson era was so boring. If you know anything technically about wrestling, like they 
It was like, I mean, it, it was basically like Todd Licklider style of wrestling where they just played, you know, ran out the clock, basically. That's how I okay. would describe it. Now we're up-tempo. Okay. You know, now we're we're Attack taking mode. shots. We're getting riding time. We're doing all that stuff. And it's it's a lot more fun to watch. So I think getting Kyvan on to talk to a couple of amateurs like us would be a blast. Let's do it. And just let him educate us. Yep, I'm in. Also, one other promo. If you guys, I haven't done one in a few months. The Chris Williams podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. Guess it? who's going to join me this week? You're going to love this. With all the turmoil in Washington at the Capitol. Oh, boy. Our old friend Louis Kishkunish no from college oh, is going to join me. And he is, to this day, one of the top smartest. five smartest human beings I've ever met From in my Glenwood, life. Iowa. From Glenwood, Iowa. He's a veteran. He um, went up. He wasn't just a veteran, C-Dub. He was, I mean, again, respect to all veterans. He was like security clearance, highest degree intelligence officer. Iowa State, ROTC guy. Yeah. Went to college with me and Brent. He is a badass. One of the most impressive people he's, I've ever He's going to join me. Around. To come on and just talk, because he, he got clearance through work and everything that it was okay for him to do it. Awesome. And he's going to come on, and we're just going to talk about everything going on in our country. One of my favorite people I've met in my life, it, that guy. I remember in Polycycle, we're really rambling on, but who yeah, the hell who cares? What, what else do we have to do? Mm. Um, Bloom and me took Polycycle classes together. Mm. We would strategically take the same ones. And I remember, every, and Lewis was in like all of them with us. And everybody always wanted Lewis to be their partner. Because <laughs> you, you knew you were getting an A. Hit your wagon to the smart guys. I remember one time Bloom got Lewis, and I was so pissed. Yep. Oh, and we dominated the project. Oh, you guys got like an A+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, super sharp guy. And he's still, he's still in D.C., right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, we've Doing been wanting something. to do this for a couple months. Oh, and I then, can't wait for that. But um, I'm I'm excited because like I I can't, you know, sitting in my office in Bondurant, Iowa, I can't put into perspective things all the time it, from a worldly side no, of things. Cannot. But so you you reach out to people you know who can and and like you know, and I get the doc, good Doctor Matt Urban on to talk about Very COVID. Similar, you know, yep. like um, trying to dumb things down for people like me. You you know, I don't I don't give you a lot of credit for a lot of things, but. And I'm not including myself in this mix, but you do surround yourself with really smart people. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. It is. It is. Well, I you have to know your weaknesses. No, you got to know. And I, yeah. I crave like information. I yeah. crave knowledge, and sometimes it's worthless. But like it, I, Lewis, our friend Lewis, he'll just like. Like, you're a 600-word Facebook post, and you know how dumb Facebook is, right? Like, Yeah, I'm trying to avoid it in the last week. Yeah. Lewis will put something up there, and you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's like right. the most brilliant yeah. thing He's I've smart. ever read. And he does it like two times a week. He's a good man. I look forward to that. Yeah, so I think we're going to do that in the in the middle okay. of the week. Let so me we, know. We look forward you to that. And locked into that. When can we start spring football coverage is Tomorrow. my question. I mean, really, it's the spring, technically. So, season's over. Start, like, projecting two deeps across the Big 12. I do think, honestly, I for somebody in Cyclone Fanatic, like, share the roster this year. Yeah. And what it's, like, the legitimate, who's back. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. How how loaded Iowa State is. We we joke. I joked on, and I was joking. I had some people like, "Hey, relax a little bit, man." I'm like, "That's just a joke." Iowa State's a playoff contender. Who said to relax? Why well, I, I said, you know, if for those marking your calendars, the college football championship site is Indianapolis next year, and it's on January 10th, 2022. Why aren't they a playoff contender? Absolutely. Someone told me to relax. It's like, I'm not, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, you don't need to relax. But uh, I was being somewhat facetious that you should, you know, get a hotel room in Indianapolis. However, I was, it's going to be in the top six or seven as we started this podcast with. That's pretty awesome. And if they're not, we're going to write some sternly written emails to some of the pollsters. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right. Are you ready? Let's finish how we started. Appreciate you guys listening. It's going to be a good week. Basketball is going to beat K-State. I think we're going to beat K-State. All right, I like the positive vibes. I can't say that because I predicted that they would beat Texas Tech and they lost by 30. Last time I was there was 0-5 in the conference in basketball. It went to the tournament. That's right. I'll never forget that season. That was the most. Up, we need to do a. That was the most up and down season oh I've ever experienced in my life. That was wild. They lost to Barry Collier in Nebraska and then they went on the road and beat Kansas, beat like a top five Texas team. They lost to Bobby Knight at home, I want to say, or did they beat Bobby Knight? Man, I think they lost that year to Bobby Knight. Yeah, I thought so, but too. But then went on the road to beat Colorado. <laughs> what a wild year. We got. We have to get Tashid Carr on the podcast. Let's do it. That'd be great. I don't know where Tashid Carr is now. Uh, I know people. Stomping on some I got Homan's number. Maybe he knows. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you guys. Appreciate you supporting the pod. Please rate, subscribe, review. You should really become a preview, premium, or a Patreon member. That'd be the best. Have a great week. Think you're a big man. <laughs> Treat you like you're.